The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, me and the device show for the modern era. I am your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet, innocent, virginal baby, Griffin McElroy. Griffin, it sounds like you've been having kind of a rough morning in our pre-show I just don't really want to talk about it, like I no, said. No, no, say it. What's wrong with, what's wrong? I just want to see what's wrong. I just want to check We're, on It's concern. This is the sound of concern. This isn't for the show. Oh, okay. No, we'll cut well, this I mean, out. We'll not, definitely cut this out. As long as we're speaking in confidence, I mean, I do edit the show, so I do have final agency, I guess, over the content of the show. But if you boys must know, I'm feeling a little bit of the, the old nip of the, the old nip of the, the gypsy hooch. <laughs> Your substance abuse is tearing our show apart. It's not substance. It's not substance. Like, here's my problem. Here's my problem. This is, and you are you are seeing a pattern develop. Really, it's just two two Saturday recordings in a row. Uh, it is Sunday. Not it is a great Sunday. Start, not like super good, Griffin. Two two Sunday recordings in a row where uh, it was two birthday parties, day after birthday parties. My problem is when I get in a birthday party atmosphere. You eat all the cake. That's it. You're kidding. But like, once I have like three or four Bud Light limes in me, it's like cake patrol. I have a <laughs> I have a quote for you, Griffin. Seems mm-hmm. like there's a birthday party every weekend. Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay? That's motherfucker, all I- motherfucker he'd love cake. Think about it. Um, Think that's about my it. problem. I, I eat and I eat and I eat because I don't have that part of my brain. It's like, you already had a dinner. You don't need <laughs> to have a second dinner, I don't mm-hmm. think. Anyway, I'm glad this isn't going in the show because I don't want that to be like, I don't want that to be like my character hook. Guy who wakes up hungover with terrible diarrhea. It's not. Ter- it's not. <laughs> it's you not don't terrible. Know. It's not terrible. terrible. It's not great. Quantify not, your diarrhea. It not ideal. Welcome it's to our new podcast. Quantify your diarrhea. <laughs> not ideal. Not the not ideal, ideal diarrhea. <laughs> I just want not the take. utopian ideal of <laughs> diarrhea. Not a tasteful amount. Conceptually, of diarrhea. I don't want to get blue right at the top but conceptually i don't have anything wrong with the idea of diarrhea in fact it's when painted in the right light i think it could be seen as a very efficient way to to void your bowels all right we're done here i am a short lady i'm just saying i'm a busy busy man and so it'd be nice to just be able to hit the power button spend time more time with the kids less time in the facilities I'm a short lady, about five feet tall. I photograph a lot of conventions. I'm about to start working at a comic slash gaming convention. My nose is at armpit level, always. What is your advice for dealing with the gross, gross assault on my senses? The result of very poor hygiene on behalf of thousands of wonderful, smelly nerds. That's from Gmail. This is a thing. 
if you don't if you've never been a part of this atmosphere it is it is a thing god oh man there but for the grace of like 10 inches go i because like if i had to be down down in that, that particular area. zone that particular uh strato layer god damn though i have found interestingly enough that individual people at these things don't smell bad I think there's some sort of group. It's a miasma. Pheroma. It's a miasma. That's exactly right, Trav. There are certain notes <laughs> from everyone's palate that are being and blended. As the orchestra of stink comes together, it forms Peter and the Wolf. There's an... <laughs> you just hear the piccolo. This person over here has a timpani. This person over here hasn't ever worn deodorant. It, in their whole life. <laughs> do, 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 do. Wash your fucking armpits. They smell bad. So, so bad. So very bad. Uh, I didn't know that there were lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the more I learned something on today's I podcast. feel like it's, it's, it is, it's not everybody at these conventions. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to paint with a broad brush. And just say like everybody who goes to shows stinks. Cause like I go to these shows, um, let me say this though it's not everybody but it's also not always somebody else it might be you interesting not you griffin i mean like the you if you smell around the poker table and you don't smell the bad smell you are the you are this bad smell you run into bad smells all day you are the bad smell (laughs) if you keep find yourself wondering what is that and you're alone Mm -hmm. it's you it's, it's always you. been you. Here's the thing. I don't think anybody should be personally offended by this question. I can understand, oh, these guys. These guys are just being so mean about nerd. Listen, if you don't smell bad, we got no beef. You're great. If you're you do good. smell bad, get your stink right. Get your stink right. It's, I mean, I get it. Like, at a convention, you're on your feet all day, running around. Um, uh, it's close quarters. Sometimes it gets, uh, it gets hot up in that piece, depending on what piece you're in. Oh god! Um, on the show floor of those things, the that, worst. That would be my first like advice. Like, we're offering practical advice. I know, like for example, if you're doing PAX East, uh, you there's a sky bridge where you, you got to avoid those bottlenecks at all costs. Oh yeah, avoid the bottlenecks. Get on the sky bridge and take shots of the show floor from there. They're gonna look very dramatic, and if you get a zoom lens, you'll never have to go down there. Um, uh, it 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 is not an atmosphere that is conducive. To good smelling. Like, I think fucking herbal essences could have a convention at the L.A. Convention Center, and you would still get down there and be like, what fucking stinks so much? Who is doing that with their body? Um, herbal essences is still a company that's around, right? As far as I know, yes. Yeah. I don't know that... I guess you could wear one of those SARS masks. Could you wear an oversized, like, novelty clothespin on your nose? <laughs> and carry around a printed-out, like, speech bubble on a stick that just says P.U. Yeah, and maybe, like, some stink line stickers that you can stick on people just who like, are smelly. Yeah. And maybe you carry around a big jar of flies, and you throw that on a person. Um, don't just stink really stink shame They probably don't have any control over it. Maybe you could uh, walk around with, like, one of those giant... Like, uh, uh, remember how Rick the Model Martel <laughs> had a big, uh, had his own cologne called Arrogance that he would spray on people? Maybe you could do Don't that. Don't do that. That sucks. That's I, a bad, that's a bad look. 
I, I don't think it's a bad look as much as it is a look you could try and see if it fits you. The Rick the Model Martell classic. Just spray people down. Get get a, a, a six-pack of bod. <laughs> so wear them across or, oh, your chest like, like a bandolier. Yeah, like a bandolier. There you go. And then just like fast draw, fast draw bod. Because what's great about bod is it came in uh, repurposed Windex bottles. And that nozzle, you can twist it and get a really long spray going on that. Mm-hmm. You can go with Sight. a cone of spray, or you can go with a straight <laughs> shot like a distinct no scope, yeah. no scope, distinct bot. Hold shot. on, I just had a great idea. You want to do some bot shots? Yes. What convention what organizers? Okay. Have a Febre- a complimentary Febreze booth. Mm-hmm. How about a mandatory, a mandatory Febreze booth? You have just to like before- hit, as they're walking in. You do like a security check and then a Febreze check, and then they get to enter the convention. I have, you can I- only enter the convention center through the Febreze way. It's like you have those misters at like amusement parks where it gets real hot and the kids mm-hmm. play in it. You just have that, but it's Febreze and Bod. On the twi- twist, take this, put this on the twist and decide that you enjoy or can can uh, find pleasurable the smell of body odor. Maybe, like maybe a you, connoisseur? Maybe you remind yourself like, this is human. This is distinctly This is it. Human. This is the real shit. This is the, This is what humanity is supposed to smell like. This is what we smell like for ages. Get out of your ivory tower and this come what, smell these pits. This is what we smell like when we built the ivory tower initially <laughs> and the Tower of Babel and shit. This is what Jesus smelled like. Probably. <laughs> Basically. Homeboy didn't have a bod. No. He's pro- he'd Though I would watch him. that commercial. He's probably like, hey, Dad, like, can you invent bods super early just so I can... <laughs> just sort of purge the, the scents a little bit. Have you smelled these 12 dudes? It's you just me and 12 dudes? dudes rolling around the desert. We smell like dookie. We smell like total dookie, Dad. How about some bod? How about some bod, God? God. Invent God, bod. bod me. Bod me, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm Boston Jesus. <laughs> Boston J. You know, Yo, stop. it's your boy, Boston J. How about some bod, God? God damn! <laughs> Scholars can't prove that Jesus was not from Boston. <laughs> In fact, I believe the the Dead Sea Scrolls, which have been which have been ruled apocryphal and, and non canonical, uh, there's some pretty damning evidence. In there. it says Print. here, Jesus spake. Yo, Judas, I'm wicked disappointed in you. <laughs> wicked disappointed, bruh. I'm gonna turn this water into chowder. <laughs> No ma. Uh, y'all want a Yahoo? Yeah, please. How about a Yahoo? Uh, this, sorry, this, Jesus. Sorry, Jesus. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by our close friend, Evan Minsker. Thanks, Evan. Uh, getting married real soon. Very exciting time. Everything's going, coming up, Evan. Evan wrote a I great know. piece on Pitchfork, if you haven't read it recently, that is uh, great about uh, Mac DeMarco. Is that that cat's name? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm old, so I don't really know what anybody's called, but... I like the story. He's a, he's a great dude. Thank you, Evan. It's by Yahoo Answers user Jack F. who asks, how do you get rid of an Arby's manager? <gasps> Recently, they moved around some of the managers, and the one we got is mean and sloppy. She blames employees for things she did and treats us extremely memely bad. I saw <laughs> I'm two sorry, I say that word one more time. Extremely memely bad. <laughs> I saw two of them about to cry today. 
and she cuts hours. I hate to see my coworker upset, and I would do anything to get her gone within the law, preferably. Oh, and she cusses on the job, which is never allowed, especially by management. Woof. I'm glad that this person felt the need to specify within the law, preferably. Preferably. Uh, Yeah, preferably. I would prefer not to murder this lady. (laughs) But I I understand that that's my only recourse. Listen, if I had my druthers, I would not murder this woman. I think you are perfectly positioned right now for a broad conspiracy that will position not only the downfall of this manager, but you to rise up and take their place. You're jilted. That job should have been yours. So you need to start machinations, moving pieces around Mm -hmm. the board, lining up uh, opponents, preparing them for a catastrophe to befall them, a political catastrophe, if you will, uh, uh, in the Arby's politics, and preparing yourself to be the new district manager. That's right, well, gentlemen. I am suggesting the House of Carbies. <laughs> <laughs> it I is think, very hard to make a house out of thinly sliced beefs. I let me throw this out. That. Let me throw this out as like a move, as one of your moves. You have the district management come down because you suspect something shady. You pop open her trunk, and what's that? You've planted a bunch of raw beef in her trunk that she's been stealing. Beef thief. The classic beef thief. The classic beef thief gambit. And then maybe you um, have a sexy affair with uh, an attractive aspiring journalist. Maybe. How does that help? How does it How does it hurt? How does it hurt? Okay, fair enough. She's gonna, and then you blow you, the lid gonna, off the curly fry conspiracy. She's going to think she's using you to get Arby's connections. But uh-huh. really, you're using her for Arby's leverage. And uh, when you are, and listen, in the game of Arby's, you win or you die. <laughs> or you eat curly fries. Or you eat curly fries. Well, you're going to do that either way. Okay. You so will you die. win you eat, and eat curly fries or eat or curly die. fries and then die. Right. Well, you couldn't die and then eat curly fries, Griffin. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, How would you chew? You're dead, unless we're looking at like a Weekend at Bernie's 2 situation. Um, I'm saying that curly fries possess um, an ambrosial <laughs> quantity uh-huh. that uh, can restore life to the dead. Well, that's the, just science. They're that fucking good. Um, th- I'm mixing my Game of Thrones and my House of Cards metaphors. They're basically and- the same show. Put, uh, give Kevin Spacey a sword and a beard. And it's basically it's basically Game of Thrones. Um, mm, it's gonna mm. be a tough. Could you trick her into saying she quits? Because once she says it, that's like <laughs> she's locked into it. So you just need to get her to be like, "What would you say instead of like I hired?" Be like, "I quit." Bam, bam, gotcha. got it. The golden contract appears from there. <laughs> a levitating ink dipped quill. Signs. And maybe you could get her to admit that she doesn't really like Arby's food. Oh like my you, god! Like you go to her, oh, there's like a, this is good, but wouldn't you rather be like eating a, a porterhouse steak or like corn chowder? Do you think this is better? She's not gonna fall like, for that. She's gonna be like, mignon. take that filet mignon and then slice it really thin and put it on some shitty bread, and maybe we'll talk. Like, god damn it! If you, you can are. though, what if uh, R.J. Arby's is like mm-hmm. hiding around the corner and he comes out and he's like. I knew it, Susan. <laughs> I never trusted you. I you betrayed me, Susan. And you broke my heart. You broke my heart, Susan. 
I thought I, we were into the, this together. You were the one, Susan. I was going to call it Susan's. I swear to God. <laughs> the next burger was going to be called the Big Susan. We've never had burgers. I was going to start making burgers, apparently, and call it <laughs> for, you. for you. For you, Susan. Because I knew you loved them, Susan. I was going to make. put in your employee review that you thought we could start making burgers, and I said, for you, anything. <laughs> I was gonna make you the forbidden sandwich. <laughs> I was gonna roast beef on top, roast beef on bottom, and bread in the middle. I was gonna do that for you, Susan. Uh, you broke my heart, Susan. You're the whole reason I made the potato wedges in the first place. And I that was the day. Good. That was the day RJ Arby's shut down all the Arby's. <laughs> no one goes in. No one goes out. <laughs> But somehow, you can still buy the sandwiches. Someone's still making the sandwiches. <laughs> the smell is impossible. Do you think RJ Arby's lives in fear of the moment that Subway figures out, like, what oh, if we just made beef. our roast? Got it. Oh, thin beef. Okay. Yeah, we did that. Oops. Arby's is gone. That easy. Arby's used to have a sandwich that was a croissant sandwich with roast beef on it. Oh boy! And I, they haven't had it for probably twenty five years, and I think about it three times a day. <laughs> That's, if you're one, if you're looking for some insight into like Justin McElroy, the man, like. That's why I'm at where I'm at. That's Justin, what I'm usually thinking about. Justin either thinks about the forbidden Arby sandwich or how good taste stations were. <laughs> That's basically taste stations were game. good, Griffin. <laughs> It's funny you say that, because they were delicious. Oh, also, boy. my favorite cereal ever was Crunch Berries. Uh, those Papa Oops. Smurf, Smurf Oops. Berries. Oh, Oops, boy. all berries? Uh, no. Papa Smurf Smurf Berries, it tasted completely different. They're the best cereal ever, and they were only around for, like, a day. And I, Much like Brigadoon. I, I have uh, spent the, the 25 years since their release and discontinuation searching for a cereal that has the same flavor as that, hoping with every bowl will be the bowl the back bowl to... Home. Be the bowl home. <laughs> be the bowl back to... Man, Rachel there. and I finished that. We watched the series finale. That is Quantum a rough Leap. ending on that. That one. is a tough... No tough, spoilers. Tough cookie. It resolves his entire shit with, like, a single line of text at the end, like, oh, and this is how he turned out. Thanks, Quantum Leap. Could have used with maybe a bit they, more expo. If they more thought they were going to get another season, if they thought that they had another season in them, because it's weird. Doesn't they end with like a sabbatical, basically? Like he's just going to chill on the leaping? Um, I mean, it hints at that. You know what it needs? And we're talking on the wrong podcast about this. How fucking good would a Telltale adventure game of Quantum Leap be? I'm serious. Like Walking that would be, Dead. It'd be amazing. It'd be I absolutely phenomenal. That. I would buy a game system just to play that. Right. I don't know if that dude, those dudes are listening, but it, call me. I will write the entire thing. I have fan fiction. That is not a joke. Ready to go. Anyway, I got another question for you guys. What's the appropriate time or distance one should hold the door open for the next person behind them? I don't want to slam the door in the person behind me, but I also don't want to stand there staring at them for a full minute. Is it different for men and women? That's from Desmond. Um... I tend to hold it. See, I don't. I don't really subscribe to the gender side of this. I tend to hold the door open for for everybody, as do like 
everybody in Huntington. Like it is, it is, or at least in the in the area that I live, there are probably many areas where that is the case, especially in the South. My but, delineation on distance is is age based, not gender based. I agree. If it's an old person, I will hold it open person, so much longer. Crack, keep it, keep it open for like a full country mile. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think a big part of this too is. And this is something that I've kind of learned the hard way is if you're going to push on through, if you're going to go through and not hold the door, it's essential that you not have made eye contact. Mm -hmm. You have to have plausible deniability. The person behind you, if you look at them and they see you and you see them, then you know they're coming. And at that point, if you don't hold the door open for them, then... It's on you. Also, ignore them. If it is a double action door that swings both in and out, and you let go of it, and it, it it's like 50% chance it's going to swing back and smack that person in the face. And if it you, does, there's a 10% chance they'll die. Yeah. So just think about that hot shot. Think about that, murderer. It's hard when there's a huge group of people. I think yeah. that you don't want to fall into that trap. you got to be careful about that. Because if there's like 50 I, people exiting a place, that could be your whole day. I, I remember getting pinned down when church let out when we were little. And Every I pulled the door Sunday. open and it was just like, fum, 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 fum. Suddenly, just a line of people. It's like, I just want to, can I, I guess, need to get, go? Guess what? They're all 99 years yeah. old, too. You can't, yeah. like, uh, get it yourself. Can't. You know, my They're, favorite door holding experience is when, it, you know, those airlock kind of doors where there's like two sets of doors. Mm-hmm. And so one person holds the door open for you and then you hold the door open for them. Mm-hmm. It always makes you feel like we're about to start like a Fred Astaire-esque kind of dance routine. Like yeah. door holding. Or if there's like 199 year olds and they're all coming towards the doors and you're the only person with door holding capacity. And so you have to like, cliffhanger sandwich yourself between these two doors in a way that you can keep them both open at the same time. Like, you take your fucking shoes off and, like, tuck them under the doors. Like, no, it's cool. I didn't need those anyway. You guys are going to take, like, five years to get through both of these doors, so I'm just going to leave those shoes there. Um, they're the church's shoes now. Uh, you know, one thing I've uh, is interesting I've discovered with that my wife, Sydney, does not, and it took me a long time to get this, she does not like me to hold the door open for her. She wants me to, I, I don't know what biological impulse is driving this, but she wants me to go in first. She wa- I don't know if she's expecting an assailant. And like scout around and, and, and you yes, come exactly. back and tell her it's safe. She wants me to go in first. I, for what reason? Like, I don't know. For what I'm the, Hello, I'm the envoy to the Grand Sydney <laughs> Empire. Presenting her ladyship, <laughs> Sydney of McElroy. Does she make you carry around a little tin horn? I'm not saying I'm not saying shit. You guys are paying for this next Christmas and I'm not fucking I'm not gonna withstand that. Listen, I'm not knocking it. If she can get you to do that, I think that's the dopest shit. We used to actually we when we're in college, we and we would go through a double door, we would also we would there are at least three of us there. We would say, Okay, who's the man? And we would pick who would get to be the man, and then the other two would open the door for that guy, and that guy would walk in really cool. Because everybody would be like, who is that guy? Can you tell me what your really cool walk involved, Justin? <laughs> Do, yeah, you, a little green bag in your head. That's essential. And kind of like a strut shake shimmy. Can you even strut while you're wearing cargo shorts? Or is that... <laughs> it's more of a swish, to be honest. Who is that guy? Oh, he's the heir to the cargo short fortune, clearly. He's the son of the man who invented cargo shorts. He's, a, he's Jimmy Buffett's son. <laughs> James Did Jimmy Buffett. Buffett 
Did James Buffett involve cargo shorts? I'm pretty sure that would be his like de facto wardrobe, right? Mm-hmm. I listened to Jimmy Buffett. Don't by myself. Didn't <laughs> and wept. I no. I I was. <laughs> Sometimes you need a little bit of that beachy vibe. So there's Radio Margaritaville on the Sirius XM. Now normally okay. when I need like an emotional lift, I'll turn to Forties on Four. But Forties on Four has been re- replaced by an all fucking Billy Joel station. So <gasps> that's like not getting it for me. Is right it still now. called 40s Is it called four? Piano Mandate? No, now it's called Billy on Joel Jams. Billy. Joel Jams, a Billy Joel <laughs> joint. And so I'm listening to Margaritaville. I listened to the entirety of the song Off to See the Lizard while driving by myself at 8.30 at night to pick up a pizza bread from Gino's. Oh my God. And I needed that beachy vibe right then. And James is there for you with that. Jimmy's got your back on that front. If you need to like just escape the incredible sadness of the act you are participating in. Does the Billy Joel radio station come with an in-car breathalyzer? (laughs) That you have to blow into, but it'll only play if you are drunk driving. You have, you have to blow. Come on, my man, let Billy Joel handle this for you. Billy Joel has <laughs> has become kind of an expert at what you're doing. Come on. <laughs> Billy's got I can it. talk you down. I can talk you down. Let's play scenes from Italian restaurant. Can you get one turn left up here? I <sighs> am the father of five girls, the oldest of which is 13, and begun to take an interest in boys. As such, I'm left in the position that fathers have been left in for the last 23.6 years. How does one balance the instinctual desire to crush these little hormone-filled balls of lust and the desire to be a cool dad? Goldeneye tournaments? Playing a game of old catcheroo? Working on a car together? Or should I just accept the natural order of things and hunt this little bugger down? Terminator style. That's from Hormonally Hijacked California. <laughs> Man, I do not envy your position. Yeah, my dude. I have got rough. what I mean, I've got a daughter on the way. And the best plan I've been able to cook up is to raise her to be sort of like a just a sexless locust of a person. <laughs> <laughs> that loves Seems science. Fair. Loves science and loves research and loves supporting her parents with money and just cannot in any way, shape, or form have lo- romantic love. <laughs> Is that would that be a failure as a parent? I so, so like she doesn't understand romantic can't, love, can't or she process, simply does not desire it. Can't pro- in the way that a colorblind person cannot tell the difference between red and green. She cannot distinguish love from other emotions. Just does not have the receptors for. It. Are you angry at me? Why are you moving your face towards my face? Is this? I don't understand this. Um, I I feel like I lean towards the natural order of things argument here because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's a position that, like, natural selection, it must be that we behave that way for it is the way to continuate the spirit, right? Like, you have to... You have to be the dad who's like, now you be respectful of my daughter, honey. I don't want you dating till you're out of the house. Blah, blah, blah. Because otherwise you're like, I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> Whatever. I don't understand. Like, dudes are the worst. And little dudes don't even have that. Like, they don't even realize they're the worst yet. Mm-hmm. And, and so they will just, like, wedge their dick between a mattress and box spring and, like, not understand why they're doing that and that is i don't like, understand why they're doing that that's what 
because it's just any crevice with surrounding pressure. They're like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna just put my dick right in there. Let me throw this out. What that's what he's that's what he's up against. So he's up against like basically feral little jizz slugs. Like I called them that before, and that's what they are. But here, so here's my advice: rather than trying to combat these awful, awful human beings that are 13 year old boys, you need to like train and raise your daughter to be so incredibly self-sufficient and wise and smart that she sees their bullshit coming a mile away. Raise a powerful woman who's but respectful then of herself and who- bullshit. They're the fucking, I'm telling well, you. Well, that's the arms race that is hormonal 13-year-olds. But I'm saying right now we need to create like a, a stronger bulletproof vest, if you will. So then they'll come up with you know their armor-piercing rounds or whatever. Travis, future dad Justin is on board with you. Uh, f- uh, 13-year-old Justin would like to just heartily thank you for making girls more complicated. Because like I was nailing it constantly. So I'm really <laughs> glad. What I really need was an increase in the difficulty curve there, Travis. So I thank you for that. But I don't think, I don't like... I don't think either party in this arrangement knows what the fuck they're doing. No, absolutely not. Right? No. Do like, you mean the dad and the thirteen-year-old boy, or the girl? I'm talking and about boy. thirteen-year-old boys and girls. Like, I just don't think there's any. I don't, man. I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't like date or whatever until I was like a freshman in high school. I didn't like speak to other human beings. I don't understand. I, like, there's a pretty rough patch there between I would say eleven and fourteen. Where you are just fucking, Balls. just going with it. Just going with the flow. And then, like, at 15, it's still a little foggy, but you at least understand that it's foggy. I don't, I just, I don't think, like, dating at 13 is, like, that's crazy town to me. That, I mean, it's, that's like, like snow, I'm not here to. That's like snowboarding at 110. It's, like, that's <laughs> not an appropriate age to do that. I, I, I can't know, imagine man. any like any judgment I'm going to pass here that's not going to come back to bite me on the ass. Like all I can say is and this is a a a a guess, a hypothesis is that the reason this is stressful for you is that it is sort of the beginning of the end of your like training period for this human you've created and the yes. beginning of the process of them you know, leaving that training period to become their own person. And I think it's scary right now because you've been in sort of a dry tech period for them as a human where they don't have as many things that they really have to deal with that you can't help them with. And this is the start where they're going to be tested on the training that you've provided them up until this point. And I think you just, the fact that you're like super concerned and on point, you're already ahead of the game, like in the, in the grand scheme of things. I think you need to have faith that you have, raised a, a quality human who's going to be able to deal with this stuff. But, like, this first test that they do out the gate is the fucking gomjabar of humanity. Like, this is the fucking worst. But let me throw this out. Here's, here's, here's the real issue here, if I may. It's not the question you asked, but it's what I'm going to answer. About being like that dad arms crossed, I don't want you dating, bro. 
my only fear with that would be that you're creating an environment in which your daughter would be afraid to come to you and ask for advice and ask questions and speak to you in an honest, open way because you're this grumbly, angry about the fact that she likes boys kind of thing. That's not a bad point, Travis. Yeah, whereas what you really need to be is the guy who's open and is willing to talk to her about things and not just shut down like, well, you shouldn't even be dating. You should create an environment in which she is feels safe and comfortable talking to you because you are still the best source of advice and information she's got. If next someone up, knows that they us. have, if so, yeah, right. If someone knows that they have your love and your trust, that's always going to be more powerful than knowing that they're risking your judgment because yeah. otherwise they're just going to see how much they can get away with. The other one, it's like it's the next best thing to be in there. Yeah. Or you could do like we did and had take them to church camp. Because that worked pretty good for me for a good long walk. I mean, there was a lot of. I, obviously, we weren't party to this, but there was a lot of fingering going on at church. <laughs> <laughs> there was like, there was like a lot of fingering going. To on hear at to hear the rumors, there were a dry shorts in the house. Let's put it that way. There was a lot of it going. I on didn't see I it. Heard. Listen, didn't I didn't see, see it. I didn't see shit. I obviously didn't take part in it. Put my finger where? Um, (laughs) Excuse me? But you know that shit was going on. Pool's closed. What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing here at the pool? It's closed. Oh, finger. Okay, cool. Bye. (laughs) Let's go to the money bed. Killing Arby's manager. Killing Arby's manager just to watch him. <laughs> what? No. This podcast will self-destruct because we don't want to be implicated. Here's your mission. Get fit by summer. What's the problem? That vending machine at work. I know you love it. What's your guys' like vending machine thing? Because I, I have, uh, uh, sometimes I'll just get dirty with like a honey bun, something like that. Uh, honey we bun don't is- have us a vending machine, but God fucking, when I, they had those... Um, like uh, the Nutty Buddies, like the wafer chocolate peanut butter oh, yeah, deals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I used to cram a honey bun, honey bun in and I'd be like, it's a breakfast. It's not, not a, a breakfast. breakfast. It is a little Debbie, my man. Here's what I'm saying to you. You can get those cravings satisfied, but not feel like garbage afterwards with Nature Box. They got great tasting snacks, and they come right to your door, right? So you could get some, get yourself some barbecue kettle kernels, everything mm-hmm. bagel sticks. South Pacific plantain chip. I love plantain chips. Oh, it's good. And there's a hundred more snacks. It's crazy. And they're all have zero trans fat, no high fructose corn syrup, nothing artificial, non GMO, like all, all healthy and great for you. And they come right to your door and you can choose exactly what you want. Uh, and get like a subscription to snacks, a subscri- a snacks subscription. And there's different sizes depending on what you're in the mood. Like if, if it's just like you and somebody else or just you, or if you have a family of like six that you want to get snacks for. There's different options, different prices, different sizes. That's, a cool, that's a cool dad look. Hey, yeah. what's up? You're dating my teenage daughter. Cool, cool, cool. Have Try some these pretzel plantain sticks. Chips. Uh, uh, here's the best part. We're going to be able to get you 50% off your first box. Not even a problem. Not even a thing. You go to naturebox.com forward slash my brother. Naturebox.com slash my brother. And you could start, you know, snacking smarter and get fit. Stay full, stay strong. Go to naturebox.com slash my brother. That's naturebox.com slash my brother. You guys, um, I saw you the other day through your uh, windows in the two different states you live in watching Hulu on your computer. 
Sounds right. Saw you do some other shit on the computer, too. I'm very disappointed in. <laughs> that was uh, research. Yeah, it was research, sure. For a book I'm writing. About, about butts. <laughs> about uh, butts. Butts through the ages. If you like that Hulu, let me tell you about Hulu Plus. Because it's better than regular Hulu. With Hulu Plus, you can watch current season episodes of your favorite shows. Like Family Guy, Parks and Recreation. Both in one. Both in one. It's two shows in one. And The Tonight Show with new host, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. James Fallon. And you can watch every... James Fallon. James Fallon. You can also watch every episode of, like, archived episodes of shows like Community and South Park. And uh, you can can watch that on all kinds of different devices, tablets, computer, uh, your smart TV, your Roku... I mean, six in Japanese, but you guys didn't know that. I've been trying to get people onto Hannibal, and you could watch this whole season. It's a great show. I was telling Travis about it before. You can go to HuluPlus.com. You can get HuluPlus. Watch the whole season. This has been going on. Catch all the way up. You also get originals that you can't get access to anywhere else. There's a new show, Deadbeat. It's a comedy about a pot-smoking guy who talks to ghosts. So there might be some legal ramifications there i'll <laughs> be there we'll have to talk to them about that how can i get this i, I want it i want it for free griffin i want it for free um well bad news you can't just kidding you totally can did you like my joke because for the first two you- we can get you two weeks free here at my bim bam co all you got to do is go to huluplus.com slash my brother all one word uh and we'll get you two weeks full access of all that programming and after uh, that, it's only seven ninety nine a month. Teresa and I got rid of cable, and now we just watch stuff on Hulu. We wait a day for yeah. seven ninety nine. It's such a good. Deal. Have not had cable since Jesus. God, I honestly can't remember since zero eight Jesus. Yep, since um, Boston Jesus walked the face of the earth. What are you watching? Project Runway, huh? <laughs> you could be out extolling my name or whatever. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's a good show. Love that Tim Gunn. Uh, HuluPlus.com slash my brother is where you can go to do that and watch it and get it. Because, yeah. This next message is for you Adam Ford. You know what's Ford. funny about Hulu Plus? <laughs> they have been advertising with us for months. So I know that they're continuing to see a return on that directly because Even we have a special URL. It's be- hot catchphrases like, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here's the thing. There are people who the twelfth time we tell them to get Hulu Plus, they're like, fine. You you wore me down. Fine. 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 Maybe this is your time to finally commit your life to Hulu Plus. Anyway, we got some personal messages too. This message is for Adam Ford and it's from Chelsea Kerr. Hey girl, happy birthday. It's your twenty seventh rotation around the sun and providing I sent this in on time for your special day. Probably not. I'll say Yep. I'll say belated happy birthday as well. I love you as much as you should love a horse. Love, Chelsea. P.S. You are a butt. Now, that that last part isn't from Chelsea. That's just me. Travis putting you on blast. Hey, Um, Adam, you're a fucking butt. You're a butt, sir. Look Uh, at yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. You're a butt in clothes. This level of love that you described does not exist. This no. interhuman love that you described. I mean, it's admirable, and I'm sure that you, you do love this guy a lot. But um, As much it, as you love a horse? It's a great it's thing not, to aspire to. Not try to keep Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. I hung out with a horse yesterday. His name was Pop-Tart. 
<laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Hang out with a horse. I went out to a ranch. There's a horse and two donks. Pretty much the best Saturday anyone's ever That's had. That's so weird because horse and two donks is what I call my bits. Oh, Travis. <laughs> God, driven. Sorry to get blue, everybody. I'm sorry. Who's Teresa asked me the other day. She said, you guys talk about horses a lot on your podcast. Has it, uh, any of you ever actually wanted to own a horse? I would own Pop-Tart. I'm a, it's, it's, Pop-Tart is like real chill. Kind of an older horse, uh, which is not ideal for, um, you know, prancing. Um, but it just like hung its head over the fence and just like let me pet on it. And it was so soft. I almost went and gave him a little kiss. And I was like, I'm at a party. <laughs> I'm at a party. People about. I said, my horse, I shouldn't, should give Pop-Tart a sweet kiss on the nose. <laughs> but I almost, I started to lean in like, oh, here he comes. But then I was like. The owner might be watching, and that's not a good look. <laughs> I almost gave his horse a sweet kiss at a party. Oh, uh, Victoria? Did you, uh, the one with the glasses out there. Did yeah. you invite the horse kisser? Did he just kiss Pop-Tart on the mouth? It was one of Rachel's, uh, one of Rachel's co-workers, too, so, like, the, I don't know, the ramifications for her in the workplace environment would be, um, everlasting, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> yeah, your husband was really great. He did kiss Pop-Tart. <laughs> Pop Tart's still talking about him though. Pop Tart's so. Pop Tart's a hit with Pop Tart. So you married him, huh? That's, you married that's that binding, guy, huh? Isn't horse, it? Horse smoocher, huh? David Early got a message for you from Gabe and Josh, and this is how they started. David Early, <laughs> you thought this would be from your friends, Josh and Gabe, but it's me, Dio. <laughs> okay, I'll do my Dio voice. Happy birthday! You're a that's gentleman, great. a scholar, and a worthy opponent, but. Your attempts to hide your warrior cat in BMBM fanfics were useless. You've been defeated. But remember this as your best birthday ever. For it was given by me, Dio. And I said birthday wish ever, but I do think that Dio does grant people birthdays. I don't think it's your birthday unless Dio clears it. Unless Dio stops by. He's very, very busy. Just kidding. He's super not, probably. (laughs) Isn't he dead? He's fundamentally dead. It's not funny that he died, but it's funny I didn't know. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Kind I of. Guess, maybe. Basically. So, uh, happy birthday, David Early. From me, Dio. I'm Jesse Thorne. Bullseye is all about discovering the good stuff in culture that will do nothing less than change your life. You know, I'd never heard anything like it before. It'd be like seeing a new color, which I guess is music's like biggest asset is that you can hear new sounds i'll probably never see a new color i'll probably never experience like a new crazy taste but i'll hear new sounds constantly culture picks comedy and in-depth interviews it's the good stuff and just the good stuff in popular culture every week on bullseye subscribe in itunes or find it online at maximumfun.org do y'all want a yahoo please yes um we did arby's manager there's a, a club banger. I just want to send him by instant classic. This one was sent in by Amelie Belcher. Thank you, Amelie. Justin, please don't. Uh, it's by Yahoo Answers user Taylor who asks Amelie. No. Uh, who asks sneaking bong into music fest? Uh, I'm going to a music festival called Wakarusa. I would like to bring my bong. But I hear they check you, like search your bag if you have one. Can anyone tell me uh, how to get by with a glass bong or give any tips? Thanks, everybody. Uh, and that's signed from everyone going to that concert. Yeah. Uh, don't waste my time or yours telling me just don't bring it. 
Not even an option, Not my even man. an option. <laughs> Can you throw the bong over the checkpoint? Make it through and then catch the bong. Frankly, the you're side. embarrassing yourself by even suggesting that I don't bring <laughs> it. I don't bring it. This bong goes where I go, my friend. Aren't it is you, my Winnie the Pooh of bongs. I will. I will say <laughs> if you go to the right, if you go to the correct music festival, the people at the checkpoint. I saw this at Bonnaroo all all three years that I went. They will just pull the bong out of your backpack. And then put it right back. Like, they will pull the bong out to make way for the rest of their search. And they will say, okay, now here's your bong back. Enjoy your day. <laughs> Aren't they checking <laughs> Sorry, I had to move your bong to check out your granola and shit. Aren't Here they you checking go. bags to ensure that you have a bong? Like, yeah. they booked shitty bands. Listen, these bands aren't... Are you really sure about doing this sober? I'm not sure you're going to really get the full effect. Do you know who's one of the three headliners of Bonnaroo this year? It's it's like the first year since God was last time I went in 2009 that I actually thought about picking up some ticks. Lionel Richie's in the mix. Whoa! Ooh. Yeah. How do they pick these things? How do they... A fucking the smartest wizard ever picks them. It says, what would Griffin be into? I um, do love the mix at Bonnaroo because it's always like, uh, we got the Flaming Lips, the Black Keys, yep. and James Taylor. Guys, <laughs> yeah. if, if Lionel Richie and the Flaming Lips did a dual performance together, that would probably be like a really good band, don't you think? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that sounds like something they do. Like, I, I saw Flaming Lips do all White Stripe shit when uh, when Jack White like broke his hand or whatever. Man, that was tight. Anyway, uh, I, I think I'm probably the only person who's been through a music festival drug checkpoint. Unless Justin and Travis, I, you guys. Uh, I went to Sharon Lowe's and Bram, and they were pretty <laughs> strict about that shit. <laughs> Um, you got chewable Tylenol? What is this shit? <laughs> Are you going to eat all these Flintstone vitamins? You sick fuck. <laughs> this is all Dino. What the fuck? I have never. Dino's what you. Yeah. Dino's what gets you fucked up. Announcement. Everyone everybody, please do not eat the purple Barney. <laughs> There's some bad Dino cookies. <laughs> some bad Dino. Just stick to the Betty. Actually, uh, it's not a Betty. Did you guys know that? That's bullshit. Cause, cause, That's... Well, largely because the character models for Betty and Wilma are, were indistinguishable. Oh, so interesting. they didn't initially have Betty vitamins. Also, like, mm. I'm going to eat a woman. <laughs> okay, I mean, they, they had Wilma, so... Uh, uh, well, I mean, Betty's, Betty's, Betty's in the mix now, but, like, she was A lot, of, lot of, of vor fetishists were born out of those, out of those vites. You guys know about vor? I learned about vor while I was looking up Yahoo Answers. Man, it bummed me out. What? It is a, it's, it is a, a sexual fetish about uh, swallowing people. Okay. Like there's videos that are like like CGI videos that like like whole. Yeah, like maybe a giant snake like swallows a man and someone is jerking off to that. Yes. Oh no, I'm aroused. Oh yeah. damn it! A gelatinous cube falls on top of a woman and absorbs her, and there's a dude like, "Yep, that will be that will be my thing." Yes, 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 yes. Do you guys? You guys think it's weird? Like, I'm gonna have a baby soon. You think that's weird that that baby will only think of, like, when she hears of Flintstones, like, the only context in which she will understand Flintstones is the people the that make both vitamins and pebbles cereal. Like, they, the, what yeah, an it's odd, not really a cultural touchstone. Yeah, what an odd corporation so that's gonna seem like to her. What an odd diversification. Well, and also John Goodman's finest acting role. Uh, basically ever 
yeah, she will not be watching the Flintstones. <laughs> adult ideas in the Flintstones. That second, that second one, it's all about that. There's like a lady who's trying to like seduce him. That's a married man. My yeah. my dream is that I'm in one of the scenes where uh, Kyle McLaughlin also is, and I oh like God. smash through the window SWAT style. It's like we're getting out of here. Come, Come on, on, Kyle. Come and on, in Kyle. the rest of the movie, there's just like shots of empty rooms. We took Kyle away. <laughs> I got everybody. I got them all out. It'll be like, but there was like, I, I couldn't save Tom Arnold is still there. Save Tom Arnold, he's still in there. It's like the end of Schindler's List. <laughs> I if I had one more helicopter, I could have rescued Specifically Tom Arnold, I could have gotten him out of there. No, he's doing okay. Uh, I've never under, was that, wasn't that Moranis? It was, yeah. it was Rick Moranis. I get them, they're interchangeable. I And then after that, he retired from acting. Yeah. Um, I have never understood bringing a bong anywhere. Because it's not like it is certainly not the most convenient means to imbibe that stuff. I just am I missing something? Is there something about the allure of a bong that like I uh, just? You are certainly asking the right two people. All right. Yep. Did you ever know somebody with a bong that had a name? Yeah, I actually knew someone with a famous bong that it was featured on the cover of High Times. What was what was so famous about it? It a, it was, a picture of Jesus grew from the resin. No, that that. That particular bong, that very one, was featured on the cover of High Times, and that's why it was famous. Oh, so the bong itself, it was a bong model that was very famous. No, the bong, the one that he held in his hand was the one Did from he the... blow it? Did he, like, create it himself? I mean, there's no such thing as a bong. Everyone is created from, like, glass. So why are you getting one... hung up on the worst details of the story when we still don't know the name or distinguishing oh, yes. characteristics Sorry. of this bong? The distinguishing characteristic is the bong, where it was about three feet long, and it had these two um, tree frogs on it that were, like, climbing up the sides of the bong. Sure. It was mostly primarily blue in clear glass, and it was named Token Choke. Token Choke. Why were there frogs? I don't know, but the frogs were named Toke and Choke. Uh They were the two frogs. How did you feed? How often did you have to feed them? Feed the frogs? Um... They ate the resin. What was the heaviest? Fogs are fucked up. What was the heaviest rip you ever got on it? Uh, We've discussed drugs before, so this isn't new territory. One time, I took a hit (laughs) off token choke and then felt as though all my organs were shifting around my body. (laughs) I had to go into the other room and lay down on my friend's weight bench and just take a quiet minute to let all my organs settle. Yeah, that'll happen, man. Get the old. That was pretty cool. Get the old meat tornado in there. I'm a college student living in an apartment, and my neighbor's noisiness keeps me up at night. Almost every night around 11.30, I'll hear a satisfied, uh, or, oh, mm, God, sound through our shared wall. Now you're, now you're going to be up every night. Yeah. Uh, this goes on for 15 to 30 minutes or so, and then stops. I've never heard anything else besides my neighbor's deep groans of satisfaction. I can only assume that he's jerking it. It's not exactly <laughs> loud. But knowing that a dude is going to town on his hog mere feet from me <coughs> makes falling asleep difficult. Other than these pleasure moans, I never hear from the guy. He doesn't call. He doesn't write. <laughs> I have only seen him once or twice in the last few months. How do I deal with these loud jerk-off noises? And that's from extremely restrained in Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh? Raleigh, North Carolina? Raleigh from Raleigh's, North Carolina. <laughs> from from Raleigh's? inside of Raleigh's. <laughs> oh Jesus! 
How do you, okay, a lot. Uh, when you hear it, you just have to loudly say, nice, dude. Nice jerk sesh, dude. <laughs> you, you are getting it, son. You crushed it. Did it again. <laughs> to fruition, bro. Dude, too fast. You gotta peek and back off. Um, <laughs> I have been at Home Depot a lot lately because I own a house and I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. And I was in the drywall section, and it struck me how thin them shits is, and that I have been in so many situations where I've had roommates who were probably probably doing this activity, and now I know the like the slightness of the barrier that was in between us. We were just basically jerking off right next. So to me. what you're gonna need to do is you're gonna need to get yourself some bricks and some mortar, mm-hmm. and you're gonna need to put a new wall into your room that's six feet away from the wall that you already. Gotta exists. build a new house inside your house. <laughs> yep, basically. <laughs> it's like my- the t- it's like the the little tent that Sweet Haley Joel Osment made in the Sixth Sense to keep the ghosts out. Um, it'll be like that. But the ghost jerking off. What you basically need is your own personal sweat lodge that's inside your basement that you go to to ignore the sound of Like this. a panic it's, room. Instead of a spectral Misha Barton, we're talking about a dude that's probably just jerking off over there. <laughs> if you hit, At least he keeps a regular schedule. If you hit You this, can be out of the room at 11.30. Is that... Okay. If you hit the ceiling with a broom handle... Mm-hmm. As like the moment that this happens, is that worth? Okay, so like that might solve your problem, but is it going to be worth the sort of like eternal heart wrenching salting of this guy's personal game? Oh, like forever? Because the moment he hears, like the moment you have that exchange, not only will he never masturbate again, he will for he will have to wonder like. How many times he might have he might have to come kill you? <laughs> he may have to legitimately he, knows. he might have he to legitimately knows. come kill you. Um, Is that worth the he risk? Knew too much. Can I? I don't want to dive too deep into this person's psychoses. But. Why is he making sounds jerking off? Like, why is he like, oh, yeah, myself? I am doing awesome. Oh, yeah, Steve, who is me? You know. You know how I like it. Steve, keep it up. (laughs) Yes, me. Oh, I. Yes. Good job. Oh, our God. Oh, us. Good, good, good. (laughs) Me, yay. I did it. I'm doing it. Me, yay! <laughs> this like, one's on us. <laughs> usually, when you do that stuff, it's to like let the other person know, like, keep it up. You but don't have to get worried until you hear him shouting something that's obviously a safe word. That's that's <laughs> the point at which banana, banana. Man. <laughs> oh, man. I said banana. You can't have to move. You have to. You move. have to move away. You this can't. Sucks. You can't. Alert him to the problem without giving him motive to kill you. Do you have a roommate that you could convince to switch rooms with you? Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Hey, the feng shui in my room's off because the light's coming from the east or whatever, and I can hear this guy jerk. Wait, <laughs> no, no, you don't know. Nope, I don't no, mean no. it. I'm just saying, like, I think I feel like you are more of a south yellow wall. Why don't you go ahead and just like give my room a shot? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> when you love to be there the first night where he comes knocking. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Kevin, remember we switched? I would like to switch back. Oh, sorry, no takesies backsies. 
he's, he's doing what? I, I don't know. I never. Oh, I've never done I, that. I, I never heard that sound. Must have the ears of a bat. What is jerking off? <laughs> jerking off. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Thank you so much. Jerking Alf? <laughs> He's jerking Alf. Jerking Alf? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our comedy podcast, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Uh, real quick, I have been neglecting to do this forever, so I wanted to say thank you to all the people who sent us Candle Nights gifts. Uh, P.O. Box 54, Huntington, West Virginia, 25706. Wow, a little belated, these things. A little belated, sorry. I've had this sheet of paper here. Thank you to Veronica for the horse ties. She made his horse ties. What? Cody Garrett sent some fruity, yummy mummy. When Uh, were you thinking about fucking, like, forwarding this to my P.O. Box? Ryan sent us three scratch-off Illinois lottery tickets. No winners in that. I'm sorry to report. Shit. God damn it, Justin. One's for you, one's for me, one's for Griffin. You understand that there's like a Trinity thing happening. How can I figure out how to distribute them until I saw which ones were winners? Oh, if uh, only there was um, another mail system. Yeah, it's I, weird. It's like, uh, yeah, mine was the only winner. Hmm. Maybe if I you know. guys hadn't. Uh, I mean, our PO box is in Huntington, so maybe we should move. Patrick and Christina sent us a book called Why Does My Horse. Uh, Roger sent us a book of country proverbs. Josh, you gonna finish? You gonna finish the name of the book? That's it. <laughs> that's the name of it. Why does, my, why does horse? my horse? Why does my horse? Question mark. Uh, Josh sent us horseopoly. Uh, oh my got, god! I've played. I haven't played horseopoly, but it's at the lake house we go to every year. It uh, looks like a blast. Got a mammoth book of ghost romance, but I bought. I lost the label, so I'm sorry about that. Alex, People sent us some shit. That's Al- crazy. Jesus. Yeah, Alex uh, sent us his game Nom de Nom that he made. And uh, Ian and Julie made us some pretzels, some par break pretzels that we could. Are they still good? They were they gone. Good? They were good. Okay. I can't fucking believe you've been hoarding presents. May I've been hoarding them until you guys come visit, which is FedEx. Never. I'll pay for the FedEx. I'll pay for you to forward that shit for pretzels. For pretzels. You know. Listen. Thank you. <laughs> Um, also, thanks for the wedding invite to Stephanie and Philip, who are getting married uh, in Singapore in like two weeks. So thank you. I'll be there. Invite. Can't make it, but we sure appreciate you sitting there. Uh, I can't make it because I, uh, I just, here's the problem. I've only had like three minutes to prepare and not the four <laughs> months that you fucking intended. Ugh. Um, should we talk about the live show? Because we're doing a fucking lot of them now. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. We sort of we 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 decided to do shows in new york and when we decided to do them we didn't know how many people were going to come out so we didn't want to get like a massive we thought 12 tops most tops so what happened was we basically sold out two of our shows at the people's improv theater pretty much almost instantly no they were they were up for they were up for like the night they published them in the afternoon it was up and it was sold out in the morning then we released more tickets they went up a little bit earlier than we intended we didn't we didn't have any control over that but the trigger got pulled a little bit early and so there were people who set calendar alerts and shit for for the time that they were supposed to go on sale and they were sold out long before it got there um which which we are very sorry for so um, here's the insanity at 1:30 on Saturday May 24th we are doing yet another show uh at the People's Improv Theater you can get tickets this Wednesday at exactly We've been assured exactly noon EST. That'll be the 9th, April 9th. April 9th, Wednesday, noon EST. If you don't listen to the show early, we're sorry. We also put it on like our social media and stuff, but that's the deal, okay? Noon EST this Wednesday. 
Uh, if you already have tickets to one of the two other shows, please, like... Oh, that's um, the other thing. Please. We saw a lot of people, like, do that to come to both shows, and that's great that you guys want to um, spend that much time with us, and you're, you're, you're very sweet, but please, like, don't don't get tickets to this other one, because we, we, like, there are a lot more people who want to come to this. If there end up, you know, day of being show, tickets left or whatever, then by all means, please come to all three, but... Uh, that will that probably will not happen. We hope no. We we wouldn't think so. But please don't buy tickets if you already have them. Let them. I, and that sounds like like the most egotistical thing in the world. But like that's that's the deal. So please don't do that. Anyway, you can get. We literally can't add any more shows. No, Justin's doing. So it's Sawbones and my, my brother, my brother and me. Justin's doing six podcasts in one day. It's fucking insane. I don't know how it's gonna work yet. But we're doing it for you because we love you. Yeah, it's not. Uh, there's no other reason other than w- there are a lot of sad people, and we didn't want that. So that's what we're doing. Uh, uh, and as far as like hanging out afterwards, I I don't know because we were doing six shows, so I don't know when we're gonna be. But maybe in between, maybe. you can give us like a power bar and like a Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, really, no kidding. Uh, yeah, if people want to bring me some like. Pepsi Max. That would be like greatly appreciated. <laughs> if you can find Josta, yeah, some, then we would really appreciate like a cool some Pepsi Josta. Max. And maybe just some fries or something would be great. Uh, see, I say that as a joke now, knowing that people will actually deliver, which would be amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, the nyc dot com is the is the address, the web address where you can find those. If you look at their calendar section, you'll see where those tickets are going to pop up. Uh, you can also follow them on Twitter, and I'm sure they'll tweet right as those go available. But anyway, that's what you need to do. Uh, please come and see us. You are great. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Nature Box for supporting the show. They've been like really dedicated supporters of ours. So go check it out. Um, get in shape for the summer with really healthy and also really delicious snacks. And you can get 50% off your first order if you go to naturebox.com slash my brother. Uh, I also want to say thank you to Hulu Plus, who, once again, this is, I think, the 27th time we've told you to go check it out. So if you haven't done it yet, you're a dummy. So go check it out now. Um, and you can binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere, uh, and you get that two-week free trial when you go to HuluPlus.com slash brother. I want to thank John Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, it's a really great album. We got an email from uh, somebody actually who I think had a question on this show who said they were hanging out with John Roderick yep. and talking about how they got into The Long Winters because of us, and that's like that's so crazy to me because I before we did the show, I recommended that band to so many people. So, I don't know. It's cool that we have a, a, a weird vehicle to do that more. Because um, they're really, really, really good. That's it. That's it. I want to hear one more question. Uh, oh, go to MaximumFun.org. You can listen to all the other great shows there. Uh, there's Jordan Just to Go. Just John Hodgman. Stop Podcasting Yourself. The Goose Down. Uh, lady to Lady. Oh, no, Ross and Carrie. Song Exploder. Song Exploder. Ram Bam Pow. Yeah. Uh, Sawbones. I, I make a medical history podcast with my wife called Sawbones. She's a doctor. I'm an idiot, and it's fun. It's a good listen. It's my wife's favorite podcast on the network. <laughs> Take that. So there's that. So there's that to deal with. Anyway, uh, go listen to all those shows. We need one more question from Griffin. Sure. This one is sent in by Emerald member Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answer User Philip, who asks... What kind of car does Judge Judy own? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This is my brother and my brother. Me kiss your dad. Square on the lips.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. I'm Carrie Poppy. I'm Ross Blotcher. And we make a show. Oh no, Ross and Carrie. Oh no. We investigate fringe science. Spirituality. Religious groups. Alternative therapies. We put ourselves through a lot of uncomfortable situations. (laughs) So that you don't have to. Because really, why would you? For example, I watched a tube be inserted into Ross's anus. That's true, but it sounds terrible out of context. (laughs) We've tried penis and breast enlargement pills. We spent six months undercover becoming Mormons. We hung out with the 9-11 truthers. The UFO cult, the Raelians. And we're going to do more. It's one of the newest shows on MaximumFun.org. 